0: the Podcast Coach for January 13th, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. And there it is, that fun-filled music that means it's Saturday. It's 1030 Eastern Standard Time. That means it's time to get your podcast questions answered. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach. I ran out of voice on that one. Holy cow, it's a lot. But I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And uh, right over there is joining me, the one and only... Jim Cullison from the Average Jim, how's it going, buddy?
1: Greetings, happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. Brand new mixer in tow today, Ooh. so we'll have to uh, see how it goes. Uh, my, on the show on Thursday, uh, the sound levels were off. Thanks God! Thank God for um, for uh, why? Why can't I remember the name of this thing? Authonic. Ah. Thank God for Authonic to to uh, level it out in the video when we were done. I was one level, and the guest was the next, and and it was bad. And they were telling us it was bad, but it's a, that's new equipment, right? Whenever you add a new piece of hardware in, you run that risk. And I'll, I'll tell the story a little bit later in the show of why and how, and it was last-minute, last-minute shipping and all that fun
0: stuff. Yes, we learned a... a f- you learned a fun lesson maybe well it's this is the second time this is oh time. that's even worse same exact
1: thing we'll talk we'll talk about it a yeah. little bit
0: later if you have a question you can uh, jump on in just simply go to slash join honest to goodness we don't bite and uh, any question is okay if you go but dave i'm in my jammies that's all right come over to slash live and we've got a chat room there for you as uh, as well so uh, we have uh was a mark is in the UK listening yeah, right now for the first time
1: live. Yeah. He's, he's a listener, uh, you know, it's the recorded listener, but he said, came out to join us live. So Mark, thanks for coming. Yeah.
0: So I think we should just share the story
1: right now. Cause it's a good story. Okay. So, uh, t- a Tuesday evening, I'm sitting at my desk, uh, got a full glass of wine and I'm enjoying some YouTube videos and I set the wine down and, you know, with wine, you kind of doze off. And so I uh, did, well, oh, you know, when you doze off and then you wake up in a kind of a, an alarming, yeah. you know, well, uh, I did. Yeah, exactly. Well, I did that and I hit the glass and it literally, Dave, it flipped. I had a, I should have, I left, I lost my, my demo model, but it literally just flipped like this <laughs> and went right down on my mixer. Right. And then wine just poured into the mixer. They're porous and they don't drink well. That's, uh, that's yeah. what I learned about mixers. Yeah. They're not, they're not good drinkers. And it, it just, so it just kind of started leaking in. Well, you know, so I, not, not only am I just woken, you know, I've just got kind of startled, but then this happened. So I quick turn it off and grab napkins and drop a few F-bombs in the process. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super mad at this point. And wine is just everywhere. Well, not only that, but
0: it, it's got sugar in it. So it's going to get sticky. Oh yeah.
1: I um, can already feel the sliders like locking up. <laughs> you know, you just feel like, this is not going to end can well. Hear
0: your mixer's just going, I'm melting.
1: So I spend a half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour trying to clean it up. Q-tips, turn it on. It comes on for a minute. It's gone. Now I I probably should have waited a full day or a month or something, but it was, it light came on and then you could literally see it go and it was gone. Yeah. Just that fast it, it was done. So it's Tuesday. I have a, I have a podcast that's Thursday. Thinking, oh crap! Right, yeah. so I jump in Amazon, order a new one. Fortunately, uh, so we talked about this. I think last show I used a Mackie Pro FX Eight, uh, one hundred ninety nine dollars. Not a terrible. I mean, that's I, actually a I've nice made, mixer. Yeah, and I've made bigger than two hundred dollar mistakes. So you know, so I ordered it. They shipped it overnight, but or I did the one day shipping, hoping to get it uh, then on Thursday morning. So I get a notice on Wednesday morning from Amazon. Hey, we're not going to be able to get it there till Friday. Oh, I'm like, oh crap! So you start thinking, okay, I got a mixer at work. I could, I've got a portable one. I could do this. I could go to a Uyghur's house and pick up my. I have a little audio interface, and then so I'm thinking different things, and then I get another notification from Amazon. No, just kidding. Thursday morning, so it (laughs) came first thing Thursday, which was awesome. Brought it home, set it up. It's their V2, which is even a, uh, an added bonus. I was going to say,
0: what's, what's, the, better, what's
1: new? I haven't really dug into it. Uh, I, SP, I think, told me that's better preamps okay. in there or something like that. It's, it's exactly the layout's the same. The knobs are different colors. The sliders have different covers on them. But otherwise, it's exactly the same board. And so it was really handy because I could just literally plug things back in where I had them yes yeah, reset the the knobs the way i had it you know i kind of knew where everything was at and then just go now it was it was kind of a little bit of a fail on thursday the guest was quite a bit quieter than i was and that came through and i still don't know why that was that google should shouldn't allow that to happen but it did so uh afonic came to the rescue saved me and uh in the in the the, the audio that i produced i can't fix the video but the audio i produced there those those levels have matched, but so far so good. I mean, it was I, I've I've made worse mistakes, but and you know, I got an upgraded mixer.
0: Well, and I'm looking at at them at Amazon. You know the uh, Pro FX Eight or whatever the actual yeah. verbiage is. Yep. One ninety nine. The one down is really not bad. If you're a single podcaster, you've got two XLR inputs, an auxiliary send, and I think that other knob, yeah, is an effects send. So you have two sends. A graphic EQ and effects. Not that you're going to use them. The only thing I like about the eight is you have sliders and a mute button. Yeah, and
1: is the 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 one step down? Is it USB? I don't think it is.
0: Uh, let's see here. We click on it. It doesn't. Yeah, USB
1: says it's not USB, and I absolutely have to have USB. That's I live in that USB world. I, I use it a lot, so. I don't think it does, which is why I stay. There's an Alesis Multimix 4, and I don't know if they're selling those anymore, but that, that Alesis Multimix 4 or that version of it, whatever it is now, the one I've had, I've had for four years, is the best small USB mixer I have found. That thing is a freaking workhorse.
0: Yeah, I know and I know Ray I, used to I, love that thing. Ray had one.
1: Yeah, I have drug it all over, Dave. I have set that up in dozens of live settings, and it sits in a really crappy bag with a bunch of other gear in it, and I keep it in its box. So I, it, I have the bubble wrap, the original bubble wrap, and every time I use it, it comes in and out of the box. But I have set that up, and it's set on tables, and I mean, I have hauled that thing all over the country. And it has been a good little, you know, a good little two-channel or two XLR, let's say. It's four-channel mixer, but two xlr channels on it that really works out great for one-on-one interviews like you and i are doing uh, here or when i'm sitting at a table doing it that way that works out real well
0: now i see on the mixer and you may not use this button so if you don't know that's that's fine i see it has a usb through button
1: yes i use it all the time what is so it to get any audio so you know that it, it typically a, a pc audio comes out of your speakers not out of the microphone so you if I wanted to play a video here, you wouldn't, In with most setups, you wouldn't hear it. With the pass-through, because it's USB, you hit that and you'll hear any audio I'm playing on my PC as if it was coming right out of the mixer. So it, it allows you to bring your PC sound in without having to have a speaker out to an input in on your board. Oh, that's cool.
0: Without yeah. creating like a weird ec- I guess. No, no echo. No, huh. nothing.
1: Yeah. So if I wanted to, uh, if I wanted to run, if I play a YouTube video, so to speak, or if I wanted music playing behind this, I could push that down. Now, the bad part about it is if it's pushed down, you hear all my system sounds, too. So every time someone dings, dings. in Facebook Messenger, right, yeah. <laughs> you're hearing all those noises. So I have to check that button all the time to make sure it's not on. Otherwise, you're hearing all my system sounds. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, Dave. It, it's a best the uh, best accident happened to me in a while. You know, I started figuring out the math. I'd had that board for about four years, It's 200 bucks, 50 bucks a year. That's not bad. You know, when you think about, right. When you think about that, those Mackie boards, they are just super durable. You could run that thing. Unfortunately, you don't, um, uh, you can run that thing over with a car and it will still work, but don't pour wine in it. That, yeah. That is,
0: especially not, if you're going to make it basically dump the entire glass, not spill a little. It's like, <laughs> you know, we turned it upside down.
1: It went and it was still leaking out. Um, I'd set it on the dish or on the, uh, the washing machine. And my wife says like, okay, this needs to go. And she picks it up <laughs> and it was still leaking wine out of the <laughs> bottom of it when she picked it up. I did order a cover for it. Um, so they may, they make specific covers just for, and I think it, you, there's probably those out there for your board as well, whatever you have. But I ordered a, a custom cover to go over the front of this that, I'm not going to, it's really designed when everything's unplugged. I was going to say, how it, does I that work? Yeah. But everything's in the back. So I'm going to, I'm going to set it on the front and it make it kind of, make it kind of dust and spill proof. Yeah. yeah. No, right on. Yeah. Well, that would have saved me if I would have had a cover on it.
0: We have two topics that are going to make you smile. You're going to love the one. Uh, but Mike wants to know, Mike Dell, does this work with a mix minus? And I know you, you're not a big mix minus person, but. I am how would you do that with USB? Can you do a mix minus? Oh, sure. I think, yeah, it's got inputs. I'm going to say, it's I think input. from what I've seen, most USB devices kind of have, does this want to have like a mix minus built in? Like if I plugged it in via USB, do you have to do anything to make sure that I don't go back to you or does it just no. do it automatically?
1: It does it automatically. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to do a mix minus, but it's single channel though, right? If I wanted to do more than one channel recording, I would have to set up mix minus. Right. So that's just the way it goes. It's, there's no, and I don't know. I need to check. But this board, I think, is still only single channel into the PC. Now, I don't record that way. Like, I record using Google Hangouts. So, I just let it single channel. I don't worry that way. But some of the boards have multi-track. Uh, some of the early boards did. They, pulled, they since yeah. pulled a lot of that down. But so, I don't know if it's multi-track or not. I need to. I need to check it out. But you could do, it has all the right inserts and all the right Right. things to yeah. do mix minus if you want to do it the old way.
0: Well, and speaking of recording, this is the part that's going to make you smile. Um, I just hit record on the recorder. You now how important it is to have a portable recorder. And I looked up and I'm like, Oh, we've been going a good seven minutes now. I guess I should probably hit record. Once again, that portable. recorder. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's what I get for having fun at the pre, the uh, pre-show. I hate portable recorders. Yeah. I know it's not, let's not start. Yeah. That they're only get, as good as the people I
1: get shredded every time I talk them. about that.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so, so, pretty cool to have some have some new gear, not as fun as um not as fun as replacing it under non emergency conditions, yeah
0: that's cool well th- here's the thing that I've noticed though, and I almost think it's like steak or popcorn, like to me you or pizza you put any kind of pizza steak or popcorn in front of me, I'm probably going to go, yeah th- that looks good, so I'm looking at this going maybe I should buy one of those. And then it's like, and then you put a mix pre in front of me and I'm like, maybe I should buy one of those. And then you put a, a what's the Scarlet interface. I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe I should buy one of those. And that's the one that I don't, I don't have an answer for. Cause I don't have one. Well, I have one now with an H five kind of is the, the battle of mixer versus USB interface. Mm-hmm. And I'm I guess it depends on what you're doing. Like if I was just, and how you want to record, Cause some of them, I think the one little Scarlet just has RCA jacks out that I'm assuming are both you and whoever you're talking to. I don't know if they're split left and right. I think it's probably, I'm going to guess it's just a stereo mix of both of you. Um, That would work, you know, but if you wanted separate stuff, then you got to go up to the Scarlet. I know there's a two I two and a four I four and a, 8i8 or whatever it is you just keep getting bigger and bigger and usually the only thing exactly and the only thing that seems to change is if you look at the back panel all of a sudden there's more and more things on the back panel and i'm like oh okay and that's where i was like i I think i'm more of a mixer guy i like mixers because you can color the audio and
1: but dave i think it's because we grew up in an era of mixers yeah we that's that's what we know like in your band I did a bunch of, you know, I did a bunch of PA work uh, in my 20s and 30s where you just use mixers. And I think yeah. we're just, we're more comfortable with them. I've, I got the PreSonos, am I is that right? Yeah. yeah it's PreSonos, right? That's one it's like the Scarlet, right? Blue. And I use that for a while. I don't like it. It requires a software setup for the mixer, some of those kinds of things. But my guest on Thursday, Heather Welch, um, she uses a Scarlet. And it sounded great. And we didn't have the audio mix right. I think I needed her to turn up a little bit, but um, it it sounded great. And those are very viable options. They're 99 bucks or 150 bucks, depending on what you're getting. And I think they're a great option to take XLR in, get it in via USB. She was using software, software mix. It, she loved it. It works for her. So, you know, I would just say do what works for you, you know, kind of back to this, whether you're recording Google Hangouts or you record on a, on a recorder, do what works for you. I mean, that's, that's at the end of the day. What's the workflow that works?
0: Yeah, exactly. If uh, you just joined us, you can uh, jump on in ask the dot com slash join, or feel free to join us at ask the podcast, slash live. Steven genre says, I want to do some serious tests with that modern Behringer euphoria. They get weirdly good reviews, but I'm curious If the floor noise really is low and is coming from me, says a guy who had relatively good use with Behringer. i That's one of those things that I i I understand that Mackies are supposed to have better preamps. I need to bust. I have actually found my cord for my old, whatever it was, Xerox 808 or whatever it is. And I haven't played with a Behringer mixer in a while. I had the 18, the big giant mother of all mixers. And that was a little noisy. Uh, I think a lot of that is just a matter of tweaking you know, the, the gain and, and anything else you got plugged into it, but it's, um, I've had like the mixer I'm using right now is weird. If I turn it up to where I really make the green lights blink, I get a ton of hiss. I don't know why it's just the way it is. So it's like, well, you know what, this sounds good. Doesn't make any sense that I have no lights blinking right now, but you know, I'm going into the recorder, the recorder's blinking, everything's fine. Uh, so Uh, She says, what mixer would you suggest for someone starting out with a mixer who hasn't used one before? Well, the first question is, uh, mixers are great if you have people in the studio with you live. And if if so, how many people do you have? That would be the the first one. Because you have to figure, like, for for me right now, I have me going into channel one, Jim going into channel two. And I have uh, things like the sound effects going into channel three, things like that. So you have to kind of know how many uh, things you're doing. Like if I had the little the little downsized version of that Mackie mixer, that had two XLR inputs. And I usually say, however many people you have, try to have that many XLR inputs. And the XLRs are the round ones with the little three holes in them. Uh, and that way, uh, like I, if I had myself and a co-host, I could use that little Mackie mixer that had the two XLRs, and then I could plug the iPad into the, the quarter inch, which are just the little round holes and things like that. But uh, that's, uh, that's one of the things, you know, that's usually how I choose a mixer. Jim, any?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, you could just go straight USB uh, to start with. That's a great way to do it. I don't like the audio like on these 2100s or the 2005s. I don't like the, the volume back. It's not enough. I need full, I want full rich kind of sound coming back into my ears. So I know what I'm sounding on the mic you could get around that by putting, you could actually come out of the back of the microphone, go into a headphone amplifier and then bring your headphones out. And then you could adjust that up. It's just, there's not enough gain in on these on the hardware in these microphones to make that work. So that's the cheap, that's the poor man's way to do it. I think you can do it and you can do it pretty well. Um, That way for most people, that's going to work just fine. Um, But those two mixers that I mentioned, I like that Alesis multi-mix four or whatever version for, for a new it's, just a few buttons, super easy to use. It's not too complicated, but you do get some control over your sound. And then I'm a big fan of the Mackie line. I just really like what Mackie is doing. They make good, durable, and I beat that crap out of my stuff. So they make good, durable equipment. And so uh, no endorsement, by the way. They don't pay me to say those kinds of things. <laughs> I, no, I don't even have an Amazon affiliate link that works. So uh, those are the two that I like.
0: So you're saying you really like the multi the Multimix 4 USB. Yeah. See, yep, that's cool. the one I, they, they yeah. still make them apparently. Boy, there's not much to that thing, Uh, but mm. it's got everything you need. It's got two band EQ, an FX end, a gain. Yeah.
1: Two XLR, What's it running
0: right now? Uh, $91 and eight cents. I know
1: it's 99 bucks and you can get it at guitar center, I think, which is if you want to go, if you want to go uh, local. Yeah. I think they carry. I think you have to check. It's been a while. I haven't been in a guitar. I
0: have, a and they're they're carrying a line now because they they kind of lost some of the Behringer stuff, but replaced it with something that looks exactly like the Behringer line, like it. But it was some like you know, Scotts mixers. You know, what I mean, like some unknown name that I've never heard of, and they looked fine, and they were you know built out of metal, and you know, and I was like, okay, but I'd never really heard of them.
1: Uh-oh. Steven says the Mackies aren't wine proof. So how can I actually recommend them? <laughs> that, that's true. Although I, I ruined the last one I ruined when I got my last Mackie was I ruined a Yamaha. I had a Yamaha.
0: Yeah.
1: So I forget to forget what it was. It was a, it was a uh, eight or 10 channel, uh, which I don't need, but I do bring all my PCs into it. So I do, I do want more than one or two channels, but um, yeah, well, I plan to, like I said, I'm, I'm planning to cover this thing. As soon as the cover comes, I think it comes today.
0: Nice. It's
1: going to go, you know, when I'm (laughs) not here, it's going to get a cover. Or when I'm drinking wine, it's going to get a cover.
0: Mike says his Mackey is beer proof. So
1: that's exciting. Well, there you go. I I don't, I didn't know uh, you could make them liquid proof, but that's, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Um, Somebody asked about the, the Apple podcast app being clunky. One of the biggest problems they had, and I believe they have officially fixed this now, is let me type in the word business here into the app. And it used to be, you got eight results. Like that was it eight tops. And it's really dumb though. The results now are showing these big giant, you know, artwork. And it is more than eight now, which is good. It's, or maybe it's, it's not. I- Hold on. One, it's two, it's three.
1: iPad friendly, Dave. That's, that's yeah. not iPhone friendly. It's more iPad.
0: Okay. So there's, there's eight still there. Total results. When I go see all, there's two, four, six, eight, ten. 10. Okay. 12, 14. Okay. We're good. Cause for a while that was it. You'd go to see all and see 10, but it's, it's great if you're part of that eight that are at the top. So I typed in business. I've never heard of this. The HBR ideas cast, smart, passive income, Ted talks. We study billionaires, no monkeys, Vitalik Butcherin. my guess is that's a German podcast. Um, an HBR IdeaCast is listed twice, so if you in case you missed it, an inch and a half up, it's there. In fact, both these, and then uh, here we go again with crypto, man. That is the topic. I was talking with Gary Leland yesterday, uh, Hall of Fame podcaster Gary Leland, and he's doing a Crypto Cousins podcast. And he said, he goes, "I've never had a podcast this popular." I'm like, dude, you are like one of the the biggest because there are a ton of uh, podcasts on the whole crypto and You know, that whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So Lucas says, I jumped, I dumped my Mackie Pro FX 8. Something weird when uh, my voice would hit a certain frequency would make a weird buzz in the audio. It wasn't a clip. I I, I couldn't remove it in post. Got a Focusrite Scarlet, and it's definitely easier for me to wrap my head around and controls. There you go. It goes back to whatever you use. Yeah, less
1: controls for sure. Yeah, yeah, you you would have you would have a much easier way yeah, it's of working one of those interfaces for
0: sure. You plug it in and you turn it up. That's it. And that might be one of those things that uh I've had people do this where like they've used channel one for four years and all of a sudden it starts going squonky. So they go, all right. And they just move their mic over to channel two. And hey, that works fine. I did that at work.
1: I did that at work. I have have an FX Pro uh, 12 at work, the Mackie version. That's a step up. And one, I use that thing for four, exactly four years in the knob. And I I don't, I think we talked about this last week. SP said I could probably put a little, you know, there's like a cleaner or something in there, a lube. That's probably the problem as they've dried out. And uh, and so I, I could pro- I probably, it just needs serviced. But I just moved it over to two, <laughs> works fine. You know, so it's, it's I've got plenty of channels. I had thought when I bought that 12, I think it has six XLRs. I had thought we were going to set up a studio with multiple inputs where we'd have people coming in doing, we'd have multiple seats in the same room. And that just never really worked out. So it's, it's just been me.
0: Dave in the chat room says iOS 11 slowed down the Apple podcast app. They screwed it up. He says, I've got two terabytes that I sync back and forth. The update doesn't fully sync. It still wants to download uh, live. He says, I don't want to download all that stuff. So, yeah, I I know a lot of people. Overcast uh, took a big jump on the iOS side. That's an iOS app because a lot of people just got fed up with the uh, podcast app. Uh, Steven Johnry says, I have an issue with my Zoom L12. Did you ever get that thing to work? He says, where I have an issue saying AAA, like in Hack. Okay, ah, when he says ah, will often make myself distort. That sounds like clicking. So I hear you on the frequency thing. I know poor Steven sent that thing back and then they sent it back. And I don't know where you're at in that. uh, Because that was the one we're talking about a couple weeks ago. And I said, for me, if it's just a single podcaster and you're not doing a ton of stuff, that might be a little overkill. Uh, But um, I wonder if that thing, uh, if you ever got it to, uh, no, same problem as usual. That's a bummer because that's, that was not, that's 600 bucks, right? And I'm sorry, if it's not working right, that's 600 bucks I want back. Holy cow. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, any, so when it comes to picking the mixer, you know, however many people you have in the room with you, that's how many XLRs you want. And then, uh, like I say, I think, I don't know anybody that doesn't like Mackie mixers. I know people that can take or leave Behringer, but I've never heard anybody say, you know, that Mackey mixer is awful, unless, of course, you know, they dump wine down it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that'll ruin just about anything. Yeah, I'm going to say, I think if you dump wine down a Behringer or a Yamaha, it uh, was a
1: really good glass of red. It was a 19 Crimes, which I think is a New South Wales Australian wine. And it was super good. I was maybe a little more angry that I lost the wine than I lost the mixer, although I was pretty angry <laughs> that I lost the mixer.
0: <laughs> yeah, um Mike Dell sells. They used to get contact cleaner. Radio Shack. Remember Radio Shack? Are they now yeah, completely gone? Like, is there? I think they are.
1: Yeah, okay. maybe they have seventeen stores, something like that. Yeah, I think there's a few still open that are they're holding on. But yeah, that was a great store. You could walk in, and there's always a guy. He was like, you know, nineteen, and oh. and you know, you you know, God, they, and they're always trying to up Yeah, selling on batteries.
0: So I said, I, I, I did a building a better Dave about that. I said, I, first of all, they try to make themselves cool by calling themselves the shack. And I'm like, no, no, you don't get to name yourself. We call target target because we thought it was funny. You know, it's like pizza hut. Now they're the hut. I'm like, no, you're not You're pizza hut. Quit trying to be cool. And you go in and it used to be, they would try to sell you batteries. They had like a, a mountain of batteries at the checkout. And which weren't really good batteries. That was the other thing, fun thing about it. So you go in, you get your little cable that you're looking for, that you can only get at Radio Shack. Would you like some batteries? No. Would you like this? No. Would you like, and you're like, I just want this cable. Can I just get out of here? And then they finally, I think they even said, we're not going to try to sell you batteries anymore. Come back to the shack. And we went in and then they tried to sell a cell phone coverage. You know, who's are you happy with your cell phone? I just want my cable. I just, I just need this soldering gun. Can I get out of here, please? I think that's half the reason why people quit going. It was too hard to get out of the store.
1: Uh, it was, uh, they, they pushed hard. They were the king at the end of there. They were the king of the upsell. Yeah. It was particularly hard. I I should, um, I'm sure you can order contact cleaner on Amazon. So I should probably get some and, and squirt it down the. That sound, that's going to sound gross. I'm not going to say it. Yeah.
0: Um, he says, uh, I'm just setting my show. I bought a Blue Yeti but I found that it's not a dynamic mic, so I need to return it. Well, not so fast. It's not my favorite mic, but the key to that is that little knob on it because, and in, in read the, uh, I need it to take a screenshot of the manual because there's one that picks up everything, like on every side, one that picks up the front and back and one I think that picks up the sides. You want the one that just picks up the front, get a pop screen for it and then get up right on that thing because what happens is, I mean, I can step back here and do this you know, and, but now you get all this room sound. So now I sound like a blue. Oh, wow. I'm really blowing out the recording. Uh And uh, you know, so I could do this, but I'm going to get a lot of room noise where if I turn down my microphone and get right up on it, now I'm right in your ears. Um It doesn't sound that bad. So that's, I actually bought one just because I've been telling people, all oh, blue Yetis are horrible. Well, they're not a horrible microphone. Just nobody was using them properly. And a lot of people had them on that setting to pick up everything and it just, that's when it sounds like you're recording in the bathroom. So, uh, yes. yeah. And
1: Steve, Steve reminds us, you know, yet he's a side address. So you come in, you you have, you have the bullet standing up straight. Yeah. You don't, yeah. You, you don't, don't talk into that,
0: it like you know. that. I see a lot of people doing that. I know. And it's like, yeah, no it
1: work just doesn't work as great. Yeah. yeah. You want to get that kind of old school radio. Right. And in fact that it was kind of designed to look old school radio. So it always surprises me that people try to, um, You know, people try to use it that way, you know, talking straight into it.
0: It it may be the way I I couldn't see what it was, but Howard Stern has a mic that looks fairly normal and his is, is literally like, I'm kind of talking across this. His was like this, like it was like pointing at his cheek and he was talking across it this way. And he's, of course he sounds like Howard Stern. They've got all sorts of processing on him and things like that. But I was like, that's not anywhere near his mouth. And I was like, and again, it's in a controlled, you know, uh, room. Yeah, but
1: I, I bet you they've got a boom mic, a shotgun mic yeah. out of the camera that's pointed down that they're using as well. I mean, oftentimes, even on TV, when we see these hosts, you know, these late night hosts, mm-hmm. and they've got that microphone on their desk. I don't know if they're using that. I think there's, they've got a gaffer with a shotgun mic or it's it's rigged it coming down that they're using to, to capture that sound or lapels, you know, one yeah. of the two. So. I think sometimes those mics we see on the desk I think they're props. Yeah. Just
0: to- Although Jimmy Fallon did pick his up the other night and okay. did something and I was like that actually works. Oh.
1: So I'd, I'd be surprised.
0: Uh Jim, you've done recording out and about. Um what's your setup for that? We see in the chat room here somebody's going to be doing uh interviews out and about. That's why she picked up the blue yeti.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh definitely i that's not a great mic for yeah. i I think for mobile um it's big, it's heavy, it picks up at all room noise it's it has very little forgiveness uh when it comes to what's going on around you so the the two thousand fives are the the these twenty one hundreds work they're they're just amazing out there in the field, so they work really well, very versatile so if you want to go into a voice recorder, you could do it that way. I choose to go through that multinix four. Then I, I go through Google Hangouts to get that done. I have to have really good bandwidth to get that. So, you know, I, in most cases, I am recording live. If I was just going to do a recording, I'd just run it through my laptop. So that would be super easy. I'd run that mixer in, bring up Audition or bring up Audacity and record it that way. Um, so those are the, for me, I try to keep it as simple as possible. I have used, I had a TaskCam voice recorder. I still do. In fact, you know, it's a, let, let me do a little side tangent. I'm driving home from, I pick up my daughter at, at school to bring her home for the long weekend. And we're on the way home talking. And she says to me, you know, I think I'm going to start a podcast. Is that not the best phrase you could <laughs> ever hear from your daughter? I mean, besides I'm never going to get married. That's also very cool. Uh, the, the, the phrase, I think I'm going to start a podcast. So that was kind of fun, but I told her I'd give her my task cam to get, just kind of get started, just do some, you know, do some testing. I don't like those voice recorder microphones have, that's to me, it's like recording with a Yeti. If that's all you have, then go for it. Right. But I don't like, they're too, especially on a, on a, in a, in a big room, they're, they're spacey and roomy and they're, they're picking up a ton of stuff. Um, so I like if I'm recording live and I can get it done. I like um, I like the 2100s and a, and a mixer.
0: Yeah, I think if I was really going to try to get a decent recording out on the road, I would take my Zoom H5 and two 2100s with like two foot cables, maybe, and put them on a desk or something like that so that uh, people can just sit there and uh, and go that route. Craig was asking, um, do you boost the gain with your with like a fethead or something?
1: I don't. And I could. The the 2100s are super gain hungry. So even, you know, here on the Mackie, it's at 3 quarters right now and that's maybe not the best. Um, I've thought about that. We've talked about using a fethead and I, and I probably should. Uh, another hundred bucks, Dave, is a Fethead a hundred bucks? Is that are the ninety nine? Something that like kinda, that.
0: Yeah. All those yeah. things, the Fethead, the um cloud lifter and the uh whatever the heck this thing is, the simply sound little device, they're handy.
1: Yeah, I don't think it I don't think it hurts no. to, to put those in. I've chosen not to just because it's another thing to fail. Right. and it works in the current. But no, Craig, I, I don't in fact. Um, it, when I'm in loud settings, having lower gain is actually to my benefit. I have the guests get right up on the microphone and that kind of helps us eliminate the crowd noise. I'm always in a, I'm always in a, like a conference and there's people moving around and it's loud. And so having the lack of gain on these kind of get the, I get the guest right up on the mic. The,
0: uh, the purpose of boosting the gain is think of, um, oh, I guess a bucket uh, and you have a full bucket. If you fill it up to the top, that's a really good bucket, except the bucket is sound. And so if you only fill up half the bucket with your voice, that means the other half of the bucket is air and air in, in podcasting is. So what happens is you're like, wait, I'm not loud enough. And so you turn up the half, you you take your, your voice that's like 50% loud enough and you boost it twice as loud well you've also then boosted the air so when you can get your audio uh, almost up to zero without introducing a bunch of hiss uh that's that's the best scenario so what these devices do is some microphones um have a really loud output and you don't have to turn them up that loud and other ones they sound great but man you got to really kick them in the pants to to get some volume out of them so what these little amplifiers do is they increase the volume of it without introducing hiss. So some microphones need them. Some of them don't like the Shure SM7B is a great microphone. Michael Jackson used it to record Thriller, but you've got to just beat that dog to get it to, uh, to bark at all. So um,
1: yeah, you got to give it a little, you got to give it a little lift right, yeah. to, to be able to get it done there. I always think of it too, uh, visually, is like the, the, you know, if you think of the microphone setting, the bubble that's around it where the sound is really good, the more gain you introduce, the bigger the bubble gets. And, and I, and I think, and, and, and honestly, um, there's a sweet spot uh, with gain, but you don't, you, you know, it's like Goldilocks. You you don't want too little and you don't want too much. You want what's just right. And so there's no perfect setting and no, no, there's only a perfect setting for you. Right. So, You've got to test and test and listen and record and test and try it out. And even then it sometimes doesn't, it's, it's tricky. I think gain is the, you know, is the Satan for the sound guy. It's just always, you know, and you can always tell a rookie sound guy at church uh, or any other live setting because they, they push the volumes and then adjust with the gain (laughs) instead of the other way around, right? You want to bring your gain in and then adjust with the volume. So it, and then you can, you can push that gain way too far and it'll, that's when you'll overmodulate. So there's some tricks there. I always say with folks, you know, just test and record and test and record and test and record till you're super comfortable with your gear.
0: And the thing I always do when you do that, explain what you're doing. My gain is at 12 o'clock. My bass is at eight o'clock I'm plugged in through the blah, 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 using the such and such. And that way, when you go back later and you listen to those files, you can go, why well, like number two and you don't have to go, wait, what one, which one was that one again? You just listen to it. And it's like, Oh, that's the one with the uh, scarlet through the, you know, Fethead head through the whatever. And you're like, okay, that's the one that sounded the best. And in the end, you're going to vote with your, your ears. Um, Mark Johansson asks, Hey, for an episode zero, 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 Is that something where I just use the new iTunes trailer feature? You could. You could. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that's, I think that's what it was intended for.
0: Yeah. The fun thing is with that is the other 20 to 40% of people that aren't using the podcast app. I really wish that's one of those things where I heard Paul Culligan talk about that. he was saying that he thinks more, more software is going to adapt those tags because they really haven't at this point. I mean, it's been out a while and it's just Apple that's using that. So it's like anybody else, because I've had people ask that question. They're like, hey, my bonus stuff isn't showing up, right? Or my trailers aren't showing up. And I'm like, okay, where are you looking? And they're like in Podcast Attic. And I'm like, there's the problem. You know, it's not really a problem. It's just that stuff only works in Apple for whatever reason. So,
1: well, there's you know, they change their API. So yeah. you're going to have to adapt to, to what they've done. And that's a lot of work. And I think, <laughs> I'll be honest, I think some app developers are kind of waiting to see if this thing catches on. Yeah. You know, before you put all this work in it's like, Hey, is this, is this thing actually going to work? And so, and there's just a ton of work. I mean, I I think you got to rewrite a bunch of stuff. And so, I don't know. I think they're waiting.
0: Yeah. Hey, I want to take a quick second and thank Jonathan Bloom from weeklyawesome.com, Glenn the Geek from Horse Radio Network, uh, Josh Rivers from podcastingexperiments.com. Max Trescott, who is now on the wall, by the way, Max is, where did Max go? He's on the, oh, there he is, flying around. Um, oh, good, and, you got some added. Nice job. Yes, and uh, Shane Whaley from a website, oh, Spyberry. Uh, Spybrary. I love that domain. Yes, this whole line over here, I feel like a weatherman. Uh, this is all new. And then the bottom row, uh, like here's Randy Cantrell and there's Darwin Dave. Emily. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. This is hilarious because up here is Emily and I didn't know her last name when she sent that in. So she's just, it's Emily classy is what it nice. says. Cause I didn't. <laughs> okay. So uh, thanks to all those people for supporting the show. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter, simply go over to ask the slash awesome. So appreciate that. Hey,
1: my Patreon, let me, you know, yeah. let's just talk about Patreon here for a second. So when the, when the mixer went, Oh, fix your camera. Cause you, you went, now you went too high on your, Um, when, uh, is that better? A little better? (laughs) No, 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 down. We want to see. I know. (laughs) Um, when the board went, uh, so what I do is I have my Patreon, you know, feeds just right into a savings account over in a location that I never spend the money for the most part. It just hits a savings account. It's not a normal account. It just, it's my emergency podcasting fund. Nice. And so when, um, when the board went, I thought I didn't want to spend it because it, it hurts to spend $225, but uh, the money was there. And so I, nice. my Patreon supporters, that was a huge lift to just be able to say, okay, I'm just going to buy it. I'm going to buy it now. I'm going to pay the one-day shipping because I've got great Patreon subscribers. So none of you, I don't think anybody out there listening for the most part right now are, but uh, it's great to have those supporters and have that kind of stream of constant income coming in. So you can do those kinds of things and keep the show going.
0: Right. And if people want to support you, they can go to. Oh, me? Yes. No, they should go to your Patreon. This is your show. <laughs> <laughs> they oh. should go to ask the
1: podcastcoach.com and click on
0: their Patreon. It's well, I wasn't sure. As, what is it? tv slash Patreon or
1: uh, Patreon.com slash the Average Guy. Oh, that's, that's what it is if they want to do it. But this is your show. They're supposed to support you.
0: Steven says, food for thought on the iTunes tags, Apple tags were adopted. Initially, universally, and in turn, they basically became the podcast standard. That is true. This resulted in us essentially becoming held hostage by Apple as we waited for years for them to give us more stats. Conspiracy theory time. Could many other uh, companies, software uh, makers, not be adopting Apple's tags to help remove? Yeah. Are they doing this? Because if we do that, then again, Apple's like, you know, they're trying to not let the tail wag the dog. Cause yeah. it just becomes Apple's like, you know, we all just bow down to Apple because they said, you know, jump. And we said, how high Mr. Apple. So I think that's part of it. Yeah. I could see definitely if I'm a software developer and I think it's going to be a matter of it, again, if I'm a software developer, it's all about the end user. So if my end user goes, Hey, how come you don't adopt the, the things? Cause when I do but on the other hand, if I'm an overcast user, and I use it all the time and I don't know that the, you know, the, uh, the episode number shows up. And that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it shows up. Is it really that big a deal to know? You know, like, do I really care that it's episode number 127? Um, and I get the, I, the only thing I could see where people might go, Hey, what's the deal is the serial thing. So if I want to have episode one, two, three, four, and now when I listen in overcast, I can't. And you can, you just have to tweak it. Like I had, um, I listened to a show that was serial and I'd go into overcast, make that podcast its own playlist and then told it to play it oldest and newest so that it, it played in order. So it wasn't quite that easy. So, um, I, I, I think it
1: matters when we think about the average guy at this point. So yeah. those trailers, those clues, I think they're helpful for us. We kind of know, you know, we know how the sausage is made. So in our podcast feeds, we're like, okay, if it's out of order, we'll figure it out. It's not that hard. I'll go down, I'll uh, you know, I'll go over to the Unplayed and find it and download it. But I think it really becomes important when we get the, you know, the the remaining 70% of, of the world to listen to podcasts. I do think those helpful things like trailers and getting the serial part right and some of those other pieces, chapter, tra- you know, chapter headings, which go in and out of favor. Um, I, I think it's important we get those things right. I think people expect those. They're 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 gonna go l- watch it on a you know, watch it on TV or listen to it in their car. Or it's gotta go on the radio. And it's gotta work. It has to work. They can't be monkeying with it. It has to just work. And I think these are steps to get there. And it's painful in the process. We're it's still listening to a podcast is still way too hard.
0: Craig says with uh with long tail or evergreen podcast, he goes the the episode numbers are really handy to refer back to Episode numbers. So if somebody says, "Hey, back in episode number eighty-seven, we talked about such and such," that makes sense. That's quite the good point. You know, it's really interesting though. We went
1: for decades on TV. You know, they have episode numbers on TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever references them, not one time. The geeks do. You know, oh yeah, I watched that in season. You know, like right. Stargate Pioneer. He, he and I are both big Stargate fans. I'm a huge Stargate fan. And you know, when you have twenty se- or when you have ten seasons. Yeah, and, you know, and, and, and you, you, you start referring to the seasons and stuff, but it's getting more popular with the, uh, with binge watching and what we're seeing with Netflix and what we're seeing with Amazon prime and some of those pieces. But Dave, uh, you and I growing up and even uh, into the nineties and early two thousands, no one ever repre- re- referenced no. an episode number in a show. It was always, it's remember that show about, you know, the the one where Fonzie
0: jumped the shark, yeah. It's in like fact, fact,
1: that's how Friends named all their episodes. <laughs> yeah. By the way, we didn't even know what episodes were named. Like for the most part, we just watched them. But right? every Friends episode is the one that, yeah, right. That's the, the, the one, one where that.
0: the one at the beach, yes, the one yeah. with the yeah,
1: yeah. So in 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 um, in, in uh, thinking about this, it may be podcasting is having an influence on television now in bringing up this meta like. Nobody ever worried about television meta before, uh, but now that we've got all these shows about it and then people are, there's episodes associated with that and they're having to refer back to these programs in their shows. It may be that this, this meta starts coming out. I mean, it's always been there. It's just nobody ever used it. And I think there, we're going to probably see in television or kind of probably see more of it or. Episode numbers starting to show up in, in television programs, but go, it's funny, go back and look at some of the old, like in the old sixties uh, and seventies shows The the episode information's in the show, like yeah. it'll, it, at the end or sometimes in the beginning, um, they'll show the title of it. That kind of went out of favor for a lot of years. Like nobody knew what a show was titled.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> so. get smart
1: episode number 13. Yeah, it's just funny. You Go back and look at them in the database, and it's all there, but just nobody ever. Like we didn't know. It's it's silly to think. So I mean, podcasting has kind of brought that to light. For at least for us, I don't know if the, I don't know if the normal, you know, the average Joe, the average guy, thinks of television in terms of episodes or seasons.
0: Randy I can do, do. yeah. Do Ra- do. Randy says I only reference episode numbers because readers, which is weird, He's because I've got subscribers who read the show notes but don't listen. Yeah. Uh, I can honestly see the value of the post has lots of links and Randy's episode numbers are always like, you know, it's K 4,000 B it's, it's, it's not your typical. Uh,
1: well, he built his seasons yeah. into his episode numbers yeah. or not seasons, yeah. his shows. So I think, um, um, I think he's got one that's 4,000. It's a 4,000 series. Yeah. So you can kind of tell, you know, um, there you go. You can, can kind of tell that
0: one. I'm trying to find the story. Um, does anybody know what happened on Facebook yesterday? I just know that Michael Stelzner was like interviewed on like CNN about the timeline, like Facebook's doing something to the timeline. Does anybody know what that was? I was going to bring that up this morning. So apparently we might look at that later. Um, I don't know what happened at, uh, at Facebook yesterday, but Michael was on Facebook saying that he'd been contacted, like multiple, multiple times uh, by different people, like asking him for his uh, his input on this Your new... Your gate's
1: getting a little aggressive on us, Dave.
0: Uh, That's because I'm backing up. I need to... Yeah, there we go. Uh, thank you for that, by the way. Yeah. Um, But that was something I just wanted to see if anybody had heard. Yeah, Facebook news feed changes. Um, he was on Fox 2 in San Diego. Um, but none of these say... Like, what's going I think,
1: on? I think they're changing it so that we don't get the echo chamber effect like we had been getting, I, I think, maybe. I could be wrong on this. I, I heard a little snippet. You know, it was really getting bad on Facebook as if you were getting all the political stuff that or, you know, because the algorithm tries to find what you like. And so then it tries to feed you more of that. And uh. politically we were getting these echo chambers where you're only hearing your side of it. And so maybe that's different.
0: Yeah. The, um, I found a link here. Um, it says, this is according to the boss magazine, the new algorithm will prioritize what a user's friends and family share and comment on pages. Uh, most notably the way businesses, publishers and people who decide cat videos should rule the internet will take a back seat for many of us on a personal level. This is great news. Um, in surveys of Facebook users, people said they felt the site had shifted too far away from friends and family related content, especially amid of a swell of outside posts from brands, publishers and media companies. Uh, but it goes deeper than that. In a post to its newsroom in December, 2017, Facebook publicly acknowledged that the passive consumption of information where there is no need or want for the user to interact with the article or video is bad for a person's mood. This was uh, further supported by a, a paper published in the journal of experimental psychology in 2015, which extrapolated on the, that's a big word right there, extrapolated on the negative effect, even just 10 minutes a day of passive usage has on its students. So basically they're trying to make it so that I, I know a lot of people that like just take days off of Facebook. Cause they're like, I can't take this anymore. So
1: yeah, I've, I heard more and more Facebook sabbaticals going on or, or, Social sabbaticals, people just saying, I'm out, I'm checking out. I can't, I can't do this anymore. And they're just out. I'm hearing that it's getting more and more frequent. It's just driving people. We've got to figure this social thing out. Like it's causing major anxiety issues with people. And we have a whole generation of kids that are are super anxious because of what's going on with social.
0: There's a thing in, I don't, I I need, let me look this up real quick. There's a thing in Cleveland. I don't know if it's this year. But they've had six. They've had six kids. Still, still getting that gate effect from you. Are we? Let me just turn that crappy thing just off. Uh, yeah, give it a. Here we go. It's, um, it's
1: just being super aggressive on you.
0: The Perry Local School District in Stark County is mourning the loss of another student to suicide. Mm-hmm. And uh, where's the total? I think they said there were six kids. I don't know if that's. I don't think it's that this year. That'd be like one every two days. But it is. It's a huge. Oh, here. Uh says six current and former students have committed suicide since the beginning of the school year. Yeah. That's 13 days. That's one every two days. And yeah. that's crazy. Um it's it's insane.
1: We're gonna have to address this. I mean, it's it's gonna be an issue we have to fix in some way. I, I don't know how, I don't know what we're gonna do. This this generation that's suffering from this right now, my kids are kind of in this. Yeah. They're going to have to, they're going to, we're going to have to figure out how to do this. And, and, you know, it, it's, it, it's not <laughs> the current openness on everything. It's not working.
0: Like it's yeah. bad. It's bad. Good point. Mark says school year, not fiscal year. Okay. Yeah. So since that's since September. Beginning yeah. Uh, that's still, still a lot. Yeah. That's still six more than it should be. Right? Yeah. That's uh, me. I, I just remember growing up that. You know, there were kids that didn't like me. And I just said, if you don't like me the way I am, don't like me. You know, I had my group of friends. I was happy. And the rest of you can go, you know, kiss my butt, basically. Yeah, but you didn't hear, you know, people are more bold on social.
1: They get all worked up on it. It's easier to be the, you know, the person who you really are. And I just don't think we understood how, how much of a douche most everybody else was in the process. So you just lived That's a little right. bit of a happier life, right? Cause yeah. you just didn't know. <laughs> and now you know how big of a douche people are.
0: I watched a, um, a documentary. It was really, it was odd to watch. It was on Hulu and it's Gilbert Godfrey. It's called Gilbert. And if you're not familiar with Gilbert Godfrey, he's the guy that talks like this. Um, and when you, when he's not on stage, He's really an odd little fellow. And he was, they were saying that when he got fired from Affleck because he made jokes about the tsunami, um, which were, that's kind of his thing. He makes tasteless jokes, but they said if that had been done three years earlier, because of social media, he goes, that got attention and it got on all the news. And he said, it was kind of interesting because everyone around the world was talking about him. And he said, and he just said, wow, I had a really good run. I'd been in some Disney movies and I guess I'm done. And so he has since kind of, of.
1: yeah, sort of, you can come back
0: from those things. But that's, that's his thing now. He's like, oh, I'm the tasteless comedian. And some people, again, it's a niche, but it was interesting that it shows him he was, he was asked by St. Jude's, you know, the cancer for children, helping people to speak at a benefit. And the poor guy. Had to follow all these parents talking about the last thing you want to hear is how many months your child has. And I'm like, how do you follow that? And right. he actually got up and just – he. I thought if this guy gets up and makes a cancer joke, I'm going to freak. But he didn't. He just told your typical dirty somewhat jokes and, and people laughed and things like that. But uh, it was yeah. very, very interesting. But, yeah, social is – it's crazy. Yeah.
1: We're going to have to address it.
0: It's going to have, we're going to have to fix it. And
1: uh, it's, yeah, something's going to have to change because it's, it's not, and it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Um, so I, I think we've got a 20 year, I think we can fix this somehow. I think it can be overcome. I think it's going to take 15 or 20 years to do it. And uh, we're going to, I don't know. We're just going to have to grow up a little bit as well, a culture.
0: Well, and the other problem is, you know, I, I, I remember the first time I heard somebody quote Twitter as a source. And I was like, anybody can say anything on the internet, you know, and it's like, now if it's somebody's, you know, if it's Shaq's official Twitter or, you know, whatever, Ashton Kutcher or whatever. But I was just still like, there are times when I see people quoted on Twitter where, you know, Fancy Pants 37 said, and I'm like, wait a minute, when did Fancy Pants 37 become an actual, it's like, that's crazy. Well, when you have enough people
1: turn on it and you know during the heyday of myspace who no one would have ever thought like oh this is going to absolutely become irrelevant irrelevant i heard so much negativity towards facebook not so much towards twitter but i think it's headed that way Mm -hmm. facebook's got a little bit of a crisis uh, on their hands if an if this wave gets big enough if something big happens and people stop using facebook that's the only way I can, I can see it really, you know, making a difference. And I think we have to have some kind of curated space where people can, can, it, it can't be uncurated. We have a, um, I hang out with a bunch of guys from the old home server show back when I used to do that years and years ago. And it's, we still have our, a community home server show forums and, and it is the best and well-run community I've ever been in because it's heavily moderated. Mm-hmm. And if you're a, you know, if you're a jackball in there and you're a troll, you get booted quickly. Is that censorship? Yes. Do we have great conversations? Absolutely. Are there trolls in there? Not anymore, right? Yeah. And and I just don't think unfiltered. Um, you know, that everybody should have access to everything completely unfiltered. I I think that's stupid. Yeah. I don't allow anybody to post on my Facebook or on my um on my YouTube channel without me reviewing it. I am just not going to let that YouTube stuff happen. It's not on my channels, not on my watch. I'm, I'm not going to let them make comments about my guests. I'm not going to let them make comments about me. No, if it's, if it's appropriate, I've had people say your is too long. Like, Hey dude, like it take you five minutes to get started. Okay. That's valid. I'll post that out there. It's true. Right. Yeah. But I, I don't need, we don't need the stuff that's going on out there. Um, You know, the, just the, just the, the stupidity that's going on. So, I do think unfiltered is bad, I think curated is good, and I know that goes against the first amendment and all that other crap, right. but we got to have adults monitoring this stuff and moderating it in a way that's helpful for the community. The the reason it in public this used to happen is because we had we had to face each other face to face. And and those trolls, most of them aren't bold enough to be able to say those same things face to face. That moderated the conversation. That's been removed. We've got to find ways to moderate. So I know that's not a popular thing because it's, I should be able to say whatever I want. I that's not, that's totally not true. You shouldn't be able to say whatever you want. That's not true.
0: That's right. You can't scream fire in a uh, crowded movie house, I believe is how yeah. that works. Exactly. Yeah. You just, God, just don't be a douche. Yeah. So, well, Jim, as we start to wrap up here, what is, uh, what is coming up on uh, theaverageguy.tv?
1: Yeah, we just had Heather Welch on. She's off-grid in New Zealand and had a great accent to begin with. SP, this is where a little uh, little um, uh, co- cooperation in our podcasting <laughs> communities, SP gave me a hint and said, hey, gotta interview her. It was a fantastic interview as we talked about technology around off-grid, living off-grid. Um, so that's over there. I'll post it a little bit later today, The Average Guy. TV.
0: And on the School of Podcasting, I've got an interview uh, with the guy behind podcastguest.com. And if you're a person looking to be interviewed or looking to find guests, it's a pretty cool resource. So we'll be uh, having a talk with Andy uh, on the School of Podcasting. So if you're uh, here live, stick around. We've uh, got some more show. We do some post-show here. And I'm going to show off uh, a theme I've been playing with for about a day. Uh, so as we were talking at the pre-show, I could easily find a, uh-oh, I didn't know it did that kind of thing. But right now it's all... all uh, puppy dogs and rainbows so uh we're here every saturday ask the podcast slash live thanks for tuning in and uh stick around for some post show